the listener welcome to lmnop the podcast about the greatest show on television elementary the academy huh it's it's this i don't know if you've heard of this band called uh my chemical romance my chemical um, romance yeah it's yeah this, there's a this, guy in there his name is yeah gerald. yeah gerald yeah so so gerald also um does art mm-hmm. and they they adapted some of that into a into a netflix show and and elliot page is in it and nice yeah yeah, I, I learned I heard that the most recent season, like the character used to be a female character that mm-hmm. Elliot was playing and then they were like, actually, no. Let's let's trans this gender. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and I've I've only uh, watched a couple episodes so far, very very good so far, but uh they've retroactively changed the credits too, so that uh, nice. He's, he's not dead named in the in the credits. Sick. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing posts about like when, when he was coming out that yeah, good, good on on him for the hustle. Like getting getting paid to you know be you know not not in the correct gen. You know, getting financially comp- compensated for you know being dead named and all the rest of that. Like <laughs> when when he was playing the the role before before the transition. Oh yeah, yeah, getting pa- yeah because a lot of us have to endure it anyway, but we don't right, get paid right. for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. On that grind. On that grind. The hustle grind set. Elliot it Page, never, a true Sigma male. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> well, that's enough about Elliot as much as he rules. Um, mm-hmm. Anytime someone is trans, that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Critical support to all trans people just for the basis of that. Exactly. Um, but we're not talking about that anymore unless we decide to. Um, this podcast is about Elementary, the show on CBS... And also on streaming sites such as Hulu. Did I say s- streaming or screaming? Because I did me- mean to say streaming, but I think I said I, I heard streaming, but it's screaming also works in a context. Yeah, I do. I do sometimes scream at it. Yeah. Today we are discussing season three, episode three, just a regular irregular. And mm-hmm. I'm your host Val Flight Cub, and I have removed all clothing to get closer to the podcast. And I'm Joe, the tallest Jew, and I'm a notorious communist. <laughs> Excellent. And for all you pervs out there, no, I am wearing clothes. That was just a joke. I did consider uh, podcasting shirtless today just because of the heat, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I then went to my mom's house and plant sitting her, um, her plant, you know, watering her plants while she's out of town, and she's got good central air, so solve that problem. Nice. Yes. Yes. I have an AC in my room, but I turned it off so that it's Ooh. not in the background. So Better make this quick. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why I ate an ice cream right before recording the podcast, even though that's not advised. <laughs> eh, if it's necessary for podcasting, it's it's necessary for podcasting. Exactly. So what do you think of this episode? Did you like it? 
Yeah, um, it was. It involved some some characters that you know I, I had less context for because I'm not um, you know w- watching consistently all the way through, mm-hmm. um, and and I had I had forgotten about this guy if I had uh, ever met him in in previous uh, episodes. But the, yeah. the cold open helped to, to reintroduce that and, and recontextualize this this shirtless man. Yes, yes. I really appreciate the previously ons because whenever I watch a show and it's like previously on and it shows you a character, you're like, oh, great. Now I know that this character is going to be in the episode. But Mm -hmm. if you aren't watching every single episode, it's very useful. And even if you are like, wait, okay, where where was I in this watch through? Like, I I don't know what I know yet. Right. As as you know, what what uh, what character aspects have been introduced already and what which ones have not. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really like uh, I think this was a good this is a solid like mystery of the week. Just mm-hmm. like straightforward, like a little bit of plot movement, but it's not. I was going to say, yeah, you got your five minutes at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, but by and large, a solid, solid whodunit. Yeah. So this one's about math. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about math? I've absorbed bits and pieces over the over the year. Like I, you know, graduated high school. So I mm-hmm. took some classes and such. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that's like, it's a language in and of itself if mm-hmm. you get get beyond the stuff they teach you in high school. And it's like, it's one of those things where I wish they taught the cool conceptual stuff better mm-hmm. or had a, had a better entry level because, you know, b- people take, you know, math through elementary school, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're like, yeah, this this sucks and I hate it. And it's just spitting out formulas. But uh-huh. but from people that like are into math, they talk about it as a whole, you know, language and moving, you know, manipulating concepts around and, and mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that's just completely beyond what anything that I ever encountered as a as an amateur math doer. It, and so, I, you know, I, I really admire people who like can think in that sort of language and, and can use that sort of that type of. Yeah, you know, I, I have a, a computer science minor, and so I mm-hmm. have the very tiniest edge of having to think in math. <laughs> but it's nowhere near the, the kinds of like you, you have to be synesthetic to do, <laughs> do it well, like thinking, yeah. associating the colors with the numbers. It's, it's just it's it's it can be really incredible and i am not there yeah i was thinking today about like it's disappointing that like if you're at a certain level in high school you can mm-hmm. like if you're there are people who only took pre-calculus and didn't take mm-hmm. calculus yeah and pre-calculus does not make sucks. sense it's not it, a subject it, it sucks and is boring and it's like all the shitty stuff that you don't have to do because calculus exists right it would be like learning about phlebotomy or whatever. No, mm-hmm. what am I thinking of? <laughs> With the little, air, the different areas of your brain that relate to different the phrenology. Phrenology. Yeah, <laughs> the fake one, not the real the one. The fake one. It would be like if you had to learn phrenology before you could learn psychology. Right. Like it's like yeah, this like, is like not how we do it. Right. It, it's like you thought that riding a bike was always on training wheels and like this sucks and I have to go slow and it's not yeah I can't right actually do anything worthwhile it's hard to turn and then yeah right but but that's how most people learn how to ride a bike mm-hmm. yeah and then the people who like are into it like they they go to the the special genius class where they do you know learn how to <laughs> ride a bike and then everything you know open yeah I, I took calc in uh in high school and I sometimes think that that might have been a mistake because then I went and did a college major that would have been much better suited to having taken uh, stats. Uh, and, and stats was another you know option that I could have taken if I uh, had so chosen. But mm-hmm. even so, like getting able to have that, like you're saying, like a glimpse of the, the kind of beauty of calculus is yeah was really like good. Yeah. Like 
If you have to learn the pre-calc stuff, put it in between the calculus. Have it be a class that's you learn some pre-calc and then you learn some calc and then you learn some pre-calc. Because otherwise you're just, you're like, what is this even, why would we want to solve this problem? What is happening? What the fuck is this? You're learning a whole dictionary full of words without knowing any of the grammar. Right. And you need to learn like basic sentences to be able to speak a language. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know how to ask where the library is. Right, right. First thing. Dunde That's the first thing you have. Ha, two plus two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. In, in high school, for me, it was uh, algebra two, then geometry, then pre-calc, then either calc or stats, depending on how you picked it. And I mean, the, the geometry stuff, like I, I love geometry because in, in terms of, you know, picturing things in my mind and, mm-hmm. you know, ro- rotating shapes and all the rest of that, that just worked perfectly for how I thought. mm but then to go to for a year of uh, of pre-calc was, yeah. was a bit of a wet blanket on after that. Yeah, pre-calc sucks. Thank you for listening to our episode of LMNOP uh, about <laughs> we why... We about pedagogy. Why pre-calculus is the worst. And that's all. That's, so, that's all, folks. We are... Buckle see you next up. Week. You're, you're in for <laughs> another, another hour and a half about why <laughs> concepts that I can barely remember are bad. Common core. More like poop core... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about the state of teaching right now. I just know that people hate Common Core. Right. It's teaching to the test and all the rest of that. (laughs) Anyway, this episode of Elementary, because this is actually a podcast about (laughs) Elementary, (laughs) the show. On CBS. On CBS with Johnny Lee Miller, Lucy Liu, Aiden Quinn, John Michael. Nope. I always forget his name. Sorry to the guy who plays Marcus Bell. John Bennett Ramsey. No, that's (laughs) Definitely not in the show. <laughs> <laughs> John Michael Hill. You, you had two, John, two out of three. Yeah. John Michael Hill. That's what it is. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, um, this episode starts in the brownstone mm-hmm. and Kitty is whacking the boxing dummy. But wait, those are single stick moves. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's she's d- practicing her, her moves. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting used to it. You can tell she's at a different level of development than Sherlock is at single stick because anytime Sherlock practices single stick, he's just smacking the pate of the dummy mm-hmm. over yeah. and over again. And she she like, like got some like glancing hits on the shoulder and side like side mm-hmm. of the head and all the rest. Of, yeah, yeah. She's 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 got a ways to go, but she's she's trying. <laughs> Joan comes in and she says, "Oh." What's going on? Because there's like an a argument. conversation in the background. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can see like silhouettes in the in the kitchen. Yes. And it's Sherlock's got some irregular in there. So irregulars, I think this concept has been introduced before, but just to say it again. Just um, to recap, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because gay was, a, was an irregular. So we've definitely mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. that before. But irregulars are the consultants to the consultant. So people that Sherlock brings in who are experts in certain things that he's not an expert in. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to a knife throwing expert right now because mm-hmm. he like got bored and got down a, a Wikipedia rabbit hole Basically, and yeah. decided that it couldn't have like uh, some some accident from the 30s couldn't have been an accident. It had to be someone in the mm-hmm. crowd. Yes, it was a circus performer who was throwing knives at his assistant on the like rotating thing or whatever. And she got stabbed by it. And Sherlock's theory is that someone from the crowd threw it. 
the the irregular comes out and he's like, it's impossible. No one could throw a knife that far. And Sherlock's like, ugh. And apparently, so the reason that this guy is, he's known as the best knife thrower in the world is because he actually has a different day job. Um, <laughs> or or rather, he, rather, he isn't known as, as the best knife thrower in the world mm-hmm. because he has a different uh, day job as football player. Yes. So this is Phil Sims, who I'm mm-hmm. sure some viewers of this show recognized. But Genuine, I real guy. Not. Yeah, I, I looked him up and he's like a two-time NFL champion with the New York Giants. New York Giants. He is his career passing total yardage mm-hmm. puts him 11th in all of New- NFL history. Mm-hmm. So very good football player. Apparently can also throw a knife. Apparently can also throw a knife. Yeah. So Jonah's like, oh, my God, you're and he's like, I'm not here is what I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Joan is like in disbelief that he's like a knife thrower. And Sherlock makes him throw a knife into the head and heart of the boxing dummy that's like on the other side of the yeah. apartment. Great Foley as those knives whip across the, the room like. Phew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's oh, it's so, so juicy. Yes. And then. He Sherlock explains that he could have been the world's greatest knife thrower of all time, but he decided to switch to what you Americans call football. Hey, did you know that Sherlock is um, from England? Across the pond, mate. He's British. Did you know? Don't yeah. call it that. They call it American <laughs> football. <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's it, it should be called hand egg. <laughs> <laughs> He says, yeah, he says 15 years he spent throwing that irregularly shaped ball, something like that. You have rugby there, guys. You can't be getting up on a high horse about this. (laughs) Yes, he can. I know that New Zealand and Australia are bigger on on the rugby and football type sports, but you you have that there, too. You don't not have it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just just because it's not, like, the famous one. (laughs) Yeah, very silly. So anyway, Phil Sims leaves mm-hmm. and the CBS viewers go, yay, Phil Sims, we love him. <laughs> God, I wish there was a, a studio audience to cheer in the background. It seems like that. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I feel like a studio audience would have really emphasized the like Seinfeld-esque feeling of this scene because it just it just starts off with Joan just entering the, the brownstone. Yeah, right. And, and then the, the door swings open. Phil Sims walks out and woo. Oh, my God, it's Phil Sims. Yeah. Yeah. Because Joan already had her Kramer moment. Anyway, Joan is at the Brownstone actually to ask for Kitty's help because she's mm-hmm. like, I have this PI client who hired me to trail his competitor because they're like, he's it's like a real estate guy. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to figure out why a particular building is worth investing in. Yeah, he's been like loitering around this one place in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm debating whether I want to say the thing that... <laughs> Because the building is in Queens. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when she says that, I was like, I live there. No, I don't. I know. Yeah, that's a different second word. Yeah, different second word. But I'm also like, is that too much information? I mean, it's a whole neighborhood. <laughs> the other thing is, if I even mention like, oh, she says the name of a thing that sounds like the neighborhood I'm in. Then I'm just right. adding an extra step to stalking me where you have to go watch the episode. for. You know what? That's what I'm yeah. going to do because I do want more people to watch the episode. So if, if I have a stalker, then they have to watch the episode at least. So yeah. jo- it's a funny moment. Joan says, <laughs> Joan says, oh, it's in this neighborhood in Queens. And it's the same word as the first word of the neighborhood that I live in. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, I li-. Nope, I don't live there. But I, I had the same reaction. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, that's a that's a no, wait, it isn't. 
It's not. It's I, I wonder, like, now curious why each of those things are named that. Like, is it? Yeah. I, I wonder if it was that there was a big population in those areas at one point in time. Or, like, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about Canton, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which I learned at some point recently is the same Canton as in Cantonese. Oh, um, so they had a big yeah. Cantonese population? I believe so. At, at one point in time, there was a big Cantonese population, or they just wanted to be like uh, exotic about it, or you know, <laughs> fetishizing the Orientalism. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I do have to beep. I do have to bleep out when you said the name of it. But oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she says. You know, he. I was tailing him for a while, but a couple days ago, he he spotted me. So I need someone else to tail him now. Mm -hmm. And Kitty's like, hmm, no. She said, like, you followed me for a week before I saw you. Mm -hmm. Um, And and like Joan is has her eyes out in in the kind of ways that this guy probably does, too. Yeah. But Kitty's like, well, thank you for thinking of me, but I don't want to. So sorry. Mm -hmm. And and Joan made an expression that like I had paused to take notes and I was like, Oh, she's going to have to, like, psych herself up to to ask a question that she doesn't want to ask because it's tough or whatever. But then then it just skipped to the next scene. <laughs> she's just thinking about something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. What groceries do I need to get? Right. Shoot. Yeah. If she's anything like me, toothpaste. <laughs> so then the next scene, we go to the apartment of Harlan Ample. And this was the guy who was in the previously on... So this is a guy who Sherlock has asked for help from with regards to a math problem mystery right so this guy's got like good good math brain and you can solve my my math problems that i can't solve yes and he's got no shirt on because he likes to get closer to the numbers just beautiful farmer's tan (laughs) yes listening to apparently ska punk uh there's a, a like citation in the in the wiki of which particular band it is the shreds i'll be fine or sorry the sheds the sheds wonderful i love that yeah. that's how yeah. that tracks to me that the, this uh math guy would be listening to scott punk yeah yeah that that does make sense i know uh, you know when i was in marching band a lot of the guys listened to ska and a lot of them were computer engineers so mm-hmm. yeah that totally tracks there's a yeah big big part in the middle of the venn diagram of that yeah brass instruments plus math dweeb i guess is yeah a big crossover <laughs> yes exactly so he finishes his math problem and he's like ha portal 10 found yeah. you and he goes to some location Mysterious night house night mm-hmm. warehouse in the middle of the night and he's mm-hmm. got a flashlight and no lights are yeah he's like mm-hmm. muttering to himself about like what's what's going on where do i find where's the this? next clue right yeah, yeah. and I, I was like i wonder if i would because like i do sometimes talk to myself i don't know that i use like nouns like that like where he was no, like yeah, where is clue number 10 like i would right. you know You'd just be like, yeah, where the fuck? He says outside something like Belphegor. And like, and uh-huh. I'm, I was thinking like, I, you know, walking through my mom's house today and just like being, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's about as, <laughs> right. as cogent as I get right. when I'm walk, like talking to myself. Right. You're not like, okay, I have six plants to water. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's a, okay. What, what's going on? Where am I doing? What's uh, my mental to-do yeah. list? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I just say, okay, like eight times in a row. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but he, he finds, he's looking for something in this warehouse. So he's opening all the lockers one at a time and he opens one up and a body and a bunch of 
mothballs fall out. And yeah. I did think it was ping pong balls when I first saw it. it they, they seemed like denser than ping pong balls, but that was also my go-to. Like kind of like a half-size pool ball, like a cue ball. But Yeah. But they didn't, yeah. It, they're they're mothballs. Yeah. The Foley is supporting the fact that it's mothballs as well. Right. Then it's time for the full intro. Yeah, I got the full intro. Yes. And I was watching it today being like, you know, Joe, other Joe, doesn't <laughs> like this opening, but... It does make sense. All this stuff does connect. And then I actually watched it and I was like, oh. It, there, there are a bunch <laughs> of really cool like Rube Goldberg things that I don't think all or, or the connection point between them is not shown in the montage. Yeah. Like the phrenology bust gets hit by the hammer. And I mm-hmm. think the point of that is to smash the bust. Like, I don't think it has a second. Right. It yeah, doesn't lead to like, anything. Oh, like this object that we've seen a couple of times in, in the show. Well, what if we broke it? What if it got broken and became yeah. evidence? Right. Like, I'm, like, could you design? I, I'm sure you could. Like, to have, like, a basket to catch all of the chunks and then, like, <laughs> only trigger at a certain way. I don't think that happens. But no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We still right, love it. Right, right, Yeah. So when we come back from the intro, we're at the police station. Captain and Bell are in the interrogation room with mm-hmm. Mr. Empel. And mm-hmm. he's like, I told you, I was playing a game. And they're right. like, uh-huh, you were playing a puzzle hunt. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> Kringa's like, I got some math for you. One dead guy plus one alive guy <laughs> found in the same just fucking complete cop like <laughs> level of math. It's, oh, it's beautiful. Captain is not even in that many scenes this episode. No. And he just... So like, he this steals is like his, each one of them. This is his big moment. It's like, mm-hmm. I got some math for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Harlan is like, I wasn't found at the scene. I called 911 and then waited. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I reported the crime. Yeah. Be, a, be quite a gambit to do the crime and then report it. Like, some real uh, Among Us type stuff. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. Amogus. And then he's like, yeah. I saw Harlan being sus in the warehouse. (laughs) He's like, yes. I pressed the button for the emergency meeting. Yeah. That's where I was. Right, right. So he's like, yeah, it's a puzzle hunt. Think like Cicada 3301 or Octorino's Challenge. And Bell and Captain are just like brain empty. You you heard the math that that, that Captain's working with. (laughs) Right. There's no way he's going to know about uh, obscure math problem hunts. Do not ask him about a train leaving Chicago at 3.30 going 50 <laughs> miles an hour, okay? He's yeah. not at that level. The one commonality between cops and gay people is that they both can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one, yeah. The only one. <laughs> so he talks about uh, Belfagor's prime is the, mm-hmm. the leading thing about this i this is just an interesting like math trivia mm-hmm. it's named after a, a demon yeah one of the seven princes of hell from i assume the dante's inferno levels mm. and apparently yeah it does, does exist and is a is a thing in actual math nice and is represented by the letter pi but upside down <laughs> but evil but evil and because because it's a blood drippy font <laughs> Right, right, right. It's it's one thirteen zeros six 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 thirteen zeros one. Yes, so good. The, 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 I I always forget that thirteen is a, a number that people are afraid of. Yes, it's twelve witches and the devil. Right. My, my dad even wrote a song about triskaidekaphobia, the fear of the number thirteen. But for oh. some reason, that fear doesn't stick in my head unless I actively remind <laughs> myself of it. 
Is your dad a musician? Uh, yeah, he was. He, he was a you know play, played guitar and but more more to the point, he was a um, a teacher and so taught. Uh, he wrote wrote this little song to to teach his uh, students about you know about this fear and and a cool word. Oh, that's cool. Gotta love a teacher that does something fun in the classroom. I remember it's, it's, there there was some line about like everyone has triskaidekaphobia. They're really scared, but they don't really know yet, or something like that. <laughs> You just wait. So Harlan does not sing the song. No, unfortunately. He just says, okay, I want to talk to Sherlock and Joan. Like, that's why I'm at this precinct, obviously. So I'm not talking until they come. Which, so there's three things about this. One, why on earth did you waive your Miranda rights, dude? Like, (laughs) rookie move. You should have a lawyer in the room with you at all times that you're talking to a cop. He's a mathematician. He's not a crime genius. I, I guess, yeah, can can count to, you know, 11 trillion or whatever, but can't count to the Fifth Amendment. Um, <laughs> so so then, then he's like, he's asking for, for Joan and, and Sherlock or Sherlock and Joan, which, ooh, so he hasn't been in contact with them in, mm. in a bit because he doesn't he doesn't know that they're they're not together. Huh? Yeah. He doesn't know that that's not a, a unit. Right. Right. But the, the reason that he was talking to these particular cops is because he said, I know them. Please let me talk to the, the Sherlock precinct. Mm-hmm. Which, because I think, I think, isn't this department also like major crimes? I, like they're not. I genuinely do not know how this works, but my assumption is that they're, this is the, the team of major crimes guys in precinct 11 or something like that. Mm. Like they're the major crimes department within the jurisdiction of, you know, precinct, whatever it is. Yeah, I think so. They never get into it because mm-hmm. this isn't a show about cops. Right. But right. I th- I think major crimes like supersedes priests. No, I don't know. Whatever. It oh, matter. is it? OK. What like, you said like, also sounds right. I'm just making it up. It, it could be that like that, that the major crimes kind of goes across a bunch of precincts and just happens to be, you know, based out of one. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, yeah, they, yeah. they don't get into it, so we don't yeah. know. Sherlock comes into the precinct, and he's like, yes, okay, I, I know this man. He's an irregular of mine. I consult for you, Captain, and they consult for me. So that's mm-hmm. what an irregular is. And Captain is like, well, great. You're going to consult for us right about now. About this one, yeah. About yeah. this. And Sherlock's like, I'm actually busy. And Captain is like, so, I actually... Ooh, but we really need the help. Mm. Ooh. Actually, don't care. It's so funny that that Sherlock is so insistent that he doesn't work for the police because that's anyone who works in food service has had that exchange with their their but. Ooh, we're short staffed tonight. Ooh, but we're but I'm busy. Ooh, but we need the help like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like Like, I actually can't. You're gonna though. Absolutely, how a boss talks to their their (laughs) employee. Yeah, it's like you said it yourself. You consult for us, so. Yeah, and, and also the the uh, preliminary medical examination exonerated him because when it happened, he was teaching a, a class at Columbia at the at the particular time. Harlan, yes, 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 yes. yes. Joan is also here, and she has curled her hair for this episode. She looks so nice. She mm-hmm. looks her hair is so voluminous and wavy and beautiful. Just take a note of that. That'll be important later. Because mm-hmm. it'll still be true that she's pretty yep. later in the episode. So I don't, I, I understand for writing reasons why Harlan was brought to the crime scene. Right. I don't understand why for police reasons he would be, but. Yeah, like. He's part of the team now, I guess. He, he, he keeps, like, they, 
this will happen again, but they keep bringing just civilians onto, like, mm-hmm. places where there's blood and corpses. And, like, yeah, and Harlan, like, even if he's not the sus, like, even if they know he's not the person that did the shooting of this guy, he could still mm-hmm. be connected. While there's an ongoing investigation. Yeah. yeah. Like, what if, he's, what if he knows and is, you know, yeah, friends with the, the person who did it right. and so they could you know yeah get, get in the way of that investigation he could be an accomplice as it happens he's uh you know with sherlock so that's an exoneration in and of itself <laughs> i guess yeah like i i would know if this guy was lying to me and and covering things up exactly. i guess is the the thought process there but yeah so they're they're back at the crime scene and mm-hmm. harlan is like it's so great to see you and sherlock's like i know yeah i was in uh, i was away for a bit he's like He's like, you you left <laughs> without telling me? <laughs> Damn, shorty. Yeah. <laughs> without me? Yeah. He's like, well, it doesn't matter. We're, we're back together again. And then he gets called away to talk to the police about something or other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go into the room where, where the body was found, where the, where the locker was, mm-hmm. um, start picking up the inconsistencies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, the mothballs were on the scene. So the person that, you know, the person that disposed of this body didn't bring them. So they must have had a different plan and had to, like, improvise on the spot. Mm-hmm. which is weird. Oh, I, I don't think in the last scene, so the, the last scene explained the premise of this. I don't think we, we got into that. So, Oh, no, we didn't. Yes, so it's it's a math scavenger hunt thing with this this Belphegor's prime as, as I guess, the, the starting point mm-hmm. where, so, so that number posted somewhere led to a bathroom, which led to a phone number. You text the phone number, you get the next clue, then you, and on and on from there. Mm-hmm. So so people, you know, text text the phone number, get the next clue, Solve some math problem. Get the go go to a location. Get the phone number. Get the next clue, mm-hmm. et, et cetera. From there, yes, that is important. And so then Sherlock brings up the mothballs were were taken on scene. So presumably leaving the body here wasn't part of the plan, right? Like that that was just kind of an improv- improvised thing to cover up the smell of the body. Yeah. So then Sherlock says, "So Joan, I noticed you asked Kitty for help." And mm-hmm. I know you did that because you read her file and you like feel bad for her now and now you want to help her. And I think mm-hmm. that's great. And yeah. I'm giving you a big thumbs up. He yeah. says he says he loves the idea of Joan helping Kitty. And he, mm-hmm. sa- he says something basically like she can learn a lot from you. Like how best to learn from me. <laughs> right. How to get the most from my tutelage. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess like if you've got a teacher who will not change their learning, their their teaching style, I guess you've got to adapt your learning style to, you know, accordingly. But that's that's true. But it is it's such right. a self-centered way of putting oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm an asshole who will not change. And so because I'm an asshole who will not change, but I'm so great. Mm-hmm. Of course, she needs to change to meet me. Mm-hmm. And like... And- I offer so much, right? And you yeah. offer so much as well. For example, right. how to extract my greatness, right? Right. <laughs> uh, you are a wonderful catalyst for my amazing uh, work, and mm-hmm. so Kitty can learn how to be a, a catalyst from you. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Right. And then Jonah's like, um, "Okay, that's not what I." And then Sherlock goes, "Harlan." He's. It's so loud, and it's such a big, echoey room, and it's like. <laughs> It sounds like like he's decided that Harlan is the killer at that particular moment. He's so <laughs> aggro. Full chest screaming, yes. Yeah. 
And Harlan comes running in and Sherlock's like, you were here to get a cell phone number, right? And Harlan's like, yeah, but I couldn't find it. And Belle's like, none of the police could find it anywhere either. And um, Sherlock yep, points yeah, to- Yeah, because this wall that I'm staring at right here is, has been painted recently. Uh, with an extremely last- obvious like splotch of fresh paint. Like, right, right. It looks, looks like the hole that I punched in the wall when I was living in my <laughs> old apartment and had to spackle over. Like <laughs> j- exactly as obvious as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you punch a hole in a wall? Uh, we uh, were moving a couch and kind of lost track of where it started and ended. And uh, mm-hmm. also the particular passageway that we were walking through was was really narrow. But okay. but yeah, we were able to able to spackle over it and it wasn't wasn't a, a huge problem. You mean punch as in perforated. I thought you meant like... Not with my fist, no. Mountain Dew Kyle no. punching. No. Yeah, not with your no, fist. Okay. Not, not that, no. Just... <laughs> Punched as in the result of this action, not the action that we took to get there. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, good. I was like, ooh. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> especially because you said my last apartment. Like, if you had been right. like when I was 12 or like, you know, when I was 16, no, no, no. I was like, that's different. But Yeah, no, we were just moving a heavy couch and, <laughs> and had to go through a too narrow, too yeah. narrow hallway. I um in one apartment I had, there was like a spinning chair. And it mm-hmm. had this one particularly sharp corner because, like, it was upholstered, but the upholster, like, the metal part had broken out of the upholstery or something. Uh-huh. So I was sitting, and if you, like, sat and leaned back and rotated, you would scrape the wall. Uh-huh. And I did that, and we it, scraped the wall. One day we had, like, repairmen in or whatever, and they spackled over that. And then, like, the day after, I leaned back and rotated oh. again and scraped the new patch. <laughs> it was oh. just like... Like, why did it yeah that's yeah I, I, my like, move the chair five inches maybe right my, my my computer desk is kind of like shoved in a corner uh such that the chair that i sit in is is right you know backing up to the wall mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately yeah it's a similar situation where the back of the chair is like exposed plastic and in mm-hmm. various times of like scooting backwards and like rotating just idly i've i've scraped the wall and yeah. put put a bunch of black marks all over i need to get a, a magic eraser and see if i can solve that in in some way yeah uh, in, the, in the meantime i have like an old t-shirt over it to be a little bit of padding but <laughs> yeah. Ugh, yeah renting so they find that so first of all yeah sherlock is like this extremely obvious mm-hmm. patch of wet paint that's been here you know that was applied like in the last 24 hours like maybe when this guy was killed is probably where the phone number was does that mean that the killer and john doe and harlan were all playing the the game uh together mm. and and harlan goes yeah i guess it might have been that because there's a 1.7 million dollar prize for it oh did i <laughs> did i not mention that did i forget to mention that part yeah <laughs> I, I guess he, he's probably tenured if he doesn't have to care about money in that, that sort of way. He was like, I was just doing it for, I'm just in it for the math. I don't care yeah. about the money. L- literally, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, other people care about the money though. So right. yeah, that was relevant. Organizers are anonymous. The contestants uh, are anonymous just generally mm-hmm. in, in these sorts of competitions. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I can think of like 10 or 12 other people that might be competing. Would that, would that help? And Sherlock's fucking face at this, like, (laughs) yes, uh, Harlan, that would help. Right. right. So stupid. Yeah. Yeah. We also learn here that the John Doe was shot in the foot and then Mm -hmm. in the knee and then Mm -hmm. in the head. Right. So, yeah. Like as if to like torture him or get something, some information out of, yeah, Mm -hmm. as it happens, the last episode that I was on was also a one in which 
torture was relevant plot device. So I guess <laughs> there's a, a plot thread. Yeah. I don't mean to invite people on for, I mean, you know, you can sign up for whatever episodes yeah, you sign yeah, up yeah. for, but yeah, I don't mean to have like themes as people <laughs> what, but I do, I do, there's an episode coming up where they find a, a murder victim whose head and hands and feet, I think have been removed. Actually just one hand. Mm-hmm. And Argyle was on the episode called Handless Bobby, and I am. <laughs> I was like, can you please come on for this episode also? <laughs> yeah, yeah. J- just for the, the through line, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's you great. know about Handless Bodies. So. Yeah, you, you, you know from this. You've, you've seen this before. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing you can't handle. Yeah, he's <laughs> Argyle is my handless victim irregular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. your torture guy, okay. Uh-huh. Janos is the one who points out that Joe is, Joan is pretty. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I but, think you just have to have eyes and be on the podcast. Yes, yes, it's true. So they get, yeah, they get this big list of people from Harlan who might be playing the game. Mm-hmm. And they go to this woman's house and she's saying, oh, I don't know the dead guy. Mm-hmm. And her dog is saying, ruff, 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 yeah. ruff, ruff. I, I think that I am, I am like Sherlock in which the amount that I like a dog is inversely related to how yappy it is like this. <laughs> so un- unfortunately, I would be in the same boat as Sherlock's expression in this moment. Yeah, he's just like white knuckling so hard. Like, Right. On-, on the other hand, though, that is a dog small enough that it could fit in my entire hand. So like, just pick, <laughs> it, pick it up and just like hold it away from my face. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Your arm length is such that that would be long Yeah, enough. just in another room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a dog being able to fit in your hand is not quite as big of a feat as like a dog right. being able to hit, fit in my hand, but still. No, it's as, as big of a hand and not as big of a feat. <laughs> no! <Simon>! <laughs> so she says, oh, I'm sorry, Pepe doesn't like strangers. I just o- Also, think- like, this is a, the, you mentioned the, the Harlan, like, just kind of traipsing on into the crime scene again. Like, mm-hmm. it, again, feels kind of rude to just show a picture of a dead body to someone that you just met. Yeah, like close up on your face, on the yeah, face, perhaps. maybe. But yeah, it's like a full body pic of the, this guy in the morgue under a blanket. Like, mm-hmm. with his, basically, like, shoulders up is out of the blanket, but other, otherwise is like, he's decent, quote unquote. Yeah. And also Harlan is here. Oh, yeah, right. He's also here. I was like, if Harlan knows these people, mm-hmm. he should not be here for this part. Right. You know, like, it's just... Like conflict of interest on conflict of interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yappy dog so this, doesn't like this strangers. Yeah. This dog's name is Pepe, which is extremely accurate. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, Pepe doesn't like strangers. Here, give him a treat so that he likes you. Yeah. And then Sherlock goes, actually, I'm feeling kind of peckish. <laughs> and takes a nibble. <laughs> it's just, so he's so weird it's just like everyone in the scene is like what what and, right. and like like harlan right. knows him so like presumably has seen some of the weird bullshit that he gets up to and still uh-huh. yeah like, he's like oh yeah like they, they found some crumbs in the one of the po- pockets of this uh john doe and i i tasted one and I'm like, <laughs> why why would you and like same <laughs> Yes, I know. He's like, I sampled one. <laughs> and just no, like, is completely unfazed by Harlan being like, why would you do that? Like, he's yeah. he's like, this is not an action I have to explain. I'm right. just, I'm just telling you that of, I did Of this. course, yeah. It's it's like, you know, sniffing the whatever, you know. I, I, yeah. Of course, you taste a crumb. It's a crumb. Like, it's either going to, you know, it, it's not like it's going to be poison. Right. 
you know? It's not it's like t- there's episodes with anthrax or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. She's like, okay, you got me. Yes, yes. Because like at, at first I thought it was a particularly rancid brand of cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, do, Sherlock, what what brands are known for being rancid? How can I avoid them? What's the what's your trick? <laughs> but no, it was like actually a, a homemade treat that matched this one that uh, that this lady had. Yeah. So she's like, he's like, so why don't you stop lying to us? And um, he actually, he also, uh, just as a little detail Mm -hmm. in the scene, he takes the bite of it and like, and then spits it out. And Pepe runs over the crumbs that he spit out and starts eating them. (laughs) And then he like takes the chunk that he's like holding in his hand to demonstrate and chucks that too. And Pepe, you know, goes nutty there too. Yeah, he's like, so many treats today. Uh, So she admits, this woman Mm -hmm. admits, okay, I did know this guy. We worked as a team. Yeah, first we were, he's my ex-boyfriend and now we are working on this problem. Like he's a numerical analyst. Uh, I'm in combinatorics. It was, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're we're just, we work on a team. We get get the answer better ourselves. Which also, like. like, How rude. Right, right. Fucking nerd. Like it's bad form. (laughs) Yeah. But but also like like good poker face on her to not at all react to her collaborator and also ex-boyfriend being on a slab in a morgue. Yeah, that is like I mean Yeah, the, we, we don't address that, but she is very yeah. Like she's she's pretty like not affected by that, which like okay. Yeah. And then she gets a little competitive and she's like, You think you know ten people who were competing? I know sixteen people right. that were competing. You, you give them nine names, you are a little baby snitch. Watch this. Sixteen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. But she has a she has an alibi. She was out of town in Hawaii. It wasn't it wasn't her, you know. She here here's the photos that I took with my husband when I was mm-hmm. out of town yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, so so gives them a, a bigger list of, of names to work with. Mm-hmm. So then we go to Stanley Bluebrick, which is the name of Joan's apartment. Mm-hmm. And Kitty is there. She's oh, Sherlock had said when they're then when they were like checking up the mothball scene again. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've told Kitty to take on your the your case project. for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Kitty is uh, catching Joan up, and she says, Yeah, I followed this guy. He met this woman they outside this property. A box truck. They with there were a bunch of crates. They hung out at the building for a couple hours, and then they left. Yep. Uh, yeah. Also, I love the the like another example of great like TV computer UI where like she's she's got a, an iPad basically like in front of her and she's just tapping mm-hmm. the edge of the screen and it's advancing through through photos. Mm-hmm. I would expect like okay, you, you swipe to the next one, but like she's mm-hmm. like tap tap tap. It's, tap. I love love the things that I notice. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, they're just like do whatever. We'll just put mm-hmm. the right thing on the screen. M- move your hands near this this piece of technology and we'll superimpose whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get it in post. Exactly. We'll get it in post. So Joan is like, okay, thank you. And Kitty's like, yep, you know where to send my fee. Goodbye. And mm-hmm. Joan is like, Kitty. We haven't I, talked about this file that you gave me that they discussed in the in the cold open. I, I read your envelope. Mm-hmm. And Kitty's like, uh-huh. So now you're going to feel sorry for me, okay? Okay, bye. Yeah. She's like, it's in the past. I yeah, don't, I'm yeah. not. Everything that happened to me, there are just things that happened to me. It's all in the past. Can we just leave it there, please? Mm-hmm. And this has been her, her attitude. Mm-hmm. This whole time. So then we flash forward a little bit, or we mm-hmm. move forward in time, and same location as it happens. Same location in Stanley in, Bluebrick. In Stanley Bru- Bluebrick, yeah. And Sherlock calls Joan, and, and she's, she's like, like "Hello, <laughs> hello, yeah." <laughs> he goes, "Ah, you've had sex. Good for you." <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, what? What? <laughs> what? What are you saying? Why do you know this? And stop. Yeah, he's like, like I could hear it in your voice. No, I think it's great. <laughs> it's which is so funny on a couple of levels. Like one, like him being so sex positive. Like stop, it's yucky. Like when you do it, it's it's <laughs> yucky when you do it. But also that he knows her. I've just had sex voice. Mm-hmm. Like they're Why? so married. They're so married. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. He's like, I bet you have your hair in a ponytail right now, too. I can hear yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I think the act of lovemaking can be really, you know, can be wonderful for, I think he's about to say, like, for detective work, for clearing right. the mind, whatever. And she's like, what do you want to call me about? <laughs> <laughs> he is there. He's walking with Belle uh, in... Um, in a motel parking lot. Following up a yeah. lead. Yeah. And, you know, in another, in an alternate universe, he would be saying, I think lovemaking is great. It's really good for detective work. And he and Belle would be making knowing eye contact each other. And it would yeah. be like, he he ha ha. Yeah. But they're not because CBS in this cowards. universe are cowards. Yeah. But uh, he and Belle are checking up on a lead. This guy, Byron Lowenthal, who mm-hmm. is... A statistician at the Public Utilities Commission. And also mm. a paranoid schizophrenic. Also a paranoid schizophrenic. And he's, like, not doing great with it. Yeah. Like, he, he had a break recently and is in a, a home for... Like a halfway house, kind of like a kind, kind of a thing. Kind of a situation, yeah. So, Joan, by the way, like, her hair is still a little wavy from the day before. And mm-hmm. she, looks, she looks very pretty. Yeah. And... She's like, it's, it's funny, in, those scenes, in scenes with her on the screen, I always notice her freckles. Like, that's one of the, the yes. features that I notice her, like, first. Yes. It's, it's great. They're wonderful. They're a gift from the Lord. Yeah. Is what I would say if I believed in the Lord. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, okay, do you need me to, like, meet you there? And he's like, no, no, we got it. You know, now that I know that you just had sex, you could have some more. Like, I'll let yeah. you go. <laughs> he's like, you kids keep me young. We'll talk about this later, she says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, shut the hell up. So then they knock on the door, like kind of a, kind of a motel situation where all the, the doors are like uh, outside facing. To the street. Yeah. yeah. And this is highly jiffable moment. Uh-huh. They knock on the door. Bell's like, it's Detective Bell, NYPD. Me and my colleague want to talk to you. And He's like, let me get like, some pants on. Zip. They hear like, clunk. Yeah. Zip. And Sherlock's like, ah. And like runs and like grabs Bell and like, Tackles him, him sideways, yeah. Yeah, side, yeah. And they're just like kind of like standing there for a second. And he's like, sorry, I thought I heard him retrieving. And then boom, there's like. The door suddenly has a head sized hole in it. Yes. Yeah, from the shotgun blast. And he's like, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that, that, that's what I thought. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't say anything after it. The comedic timing of this scene is great. Yeah, right. It's it's and and Bell's face before Sherlock starts stumbling over his words like, "What, are you, dude? What do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great." Once again, if I had written this scene, there would be a lot more blushing. Uh huh. You know, but like there's there's vocal blushing, but yeah, yeah. But it's but then it, it's undermined by the thing that he was afraid of actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was no Bell going, Sherlock. What do you? <laughs> that that would have been it. That would have been it. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> so we we oh th- we don't cut. Sorry, the the hole is in the door. Shot through yeah. the door. Yeah. The door. Yeah, the door opens because it's been shot. Like the lock which, has been shot off, basically. But it hasn't. Yeah, it just, yeah. It like probably next just, to the, just it like maybe the, the hole makes it like more bendable, so it just kind of swings. 
Yeah, like the force out, of the out shot. Of the latch. Yeah. Something. And I like this little detail too of just showing that it's like a cheap motel mm-hmm. that they're in as as Bell like runs through the door to mm-hmm. follow after this guy. Um, like a POV shot from his his perspective. Mm-hmm. You also see um that the motel door is just like two pieces of particle board, like three inches apart. Uh-huh. Like it's it's a completely hollow, it's not like a big thick, you know, right. piece of wood. And you can interpret like. that as like cheap set, but also cheap motel is like equally yeah. as, you know, in, in universe accurate. Exactly. So Marcus runs through the door, you know, he, he follows, he chases the guy out and gets out the side of the motel. And Right. Like the, the, the layout confused me because there were these external doors, but also like there's a back door in, in the internal in the, hallway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then, yeah, you cut cut to the outside and, and uh, he's he's gone. Mm hmm. He is gone. And I took a screenshot of this moment as Bill um, is opening the motel door and um, looking out because the the hallway, the like the door is like a couple inches up from the ground. So mm-hmm. once he's stepped out of the hallway and into the parking lot, he's like an extra couple of inches shorter than he would have been in the hallway. And the and the wall of the hotel is like two stories high and just like blank wall. Uh-huh. So yes, and he it's also like zoomed out to show uh-huh. like oh shit like he's gone. Yeah. So Marcus just looks three and a half feet tall. So little, just just the <laughs> so, littlest guy, the shortest king. So small, yes, the shortest king. So if you join our Discord, you will see this. It's it's beautiful. I'm yeah. I'm very glad that you posted it. He's just a small guy. He's just a little guy. It's his he's, birthday. He's a birthday boy. He's a little birthday boy. Um, yeah. So so he escaped, and then, mm. then so we cut to commercial. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the crime scene is being investigated. Mm-hmm. And the opening shot for this is Captain with his face in the hole, like looking through. Yeah. Like he's taking a picture at a park or whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. There, uh, there should be a giraffe painted on the inside of the door. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Captain's like, wow, you guys got really lucky that you didn't get shot. And Sherlock's like, um, no. Actually, really uh, yeah. Like I the, heard him taking something down, something heavy and putting it on the bed. And then the zipper indicated to me that it was a gun case. So. Yeah, it couldn't have been anything else. Like he Mm-mm. he literally said that he's putting on pants. Zippers <laughs> famously unrelated to pants. There's no way he was taking down a suitcase that had his clothes in it and right. unzipping the suitcase for the pants. Yeah, whatever. D- did anything else happen in the scene? I didn't write anything Anything else. Yeah, they, they were uh, talking about like, oh, he's sane enough to do math, but not much more uh, hopped up on. Lots of, you know, stimulants, legal mm. and otherwise. And uh, yeah, and then, and then Sherlock says, hey, hey send the uh, details that Lowenthal figured out to, to Harlan. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then he can continue working from there. Mm-hmm. And we can see how far he was in the process. Right. Yeah. So we go to the brownstone. Kitty's like, okay, I put all the math up on the wall for you. He's like, yeah, I learned that that trick from Sherlock. And like he starts stripping. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He's just standing there with no shirt. He's like, oh, I work with no shirt on. Yeah. Is that that cool? And she's like stumbling over her words and stuff. Well, I'm going to leave now. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, it's great to meet another person on on Team Sherlock. You know. Mm, I guess there hasn't been any high level math. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and kitty goes gulp yeah tugs her collar just the the most yeah and he's like what do you wait have you had a problem I, I, i've been I, i've been fired yeah he's like well uh, i don't know there was this one case with fibonacci spark i've been fired yeah <laughs> yeah uh he's heartbroken yeah she's like 
Well, I I have to leave. I have some errands to run now. Mm -hmm. I gotta go. (laughs) Then we're back at uh, Blue Brick. At Stanley. Yeah, so Watson is like, thanks for coming over, Sherlock. And her her boyfriend, her Mm -hmm. boyfriend, Andrew, who was in the previous scene where Sherlock was like, oh, you've had sex. Like visible Um, in the bed in the background, yeah. mm -hmm. He uh, comes out of the bathroom after having taken a shower and he's like holding his shirt and pants. And he's like, sorry, I hope you don't mind. Uh, Oh, hello. So like, this is a bit that I was had to pause about because... So uh-huh. he's like, yeah, so, sorry, I, I hope it wasn't a problem. I used your razor. I'm in, engaged and I would not use my fiance's razor. Like, what what kind <laughs> of psychopath does that, A, in the first place, B, without asking? <laughs> Maybe she has a pack of disposable razors and he yeah, used okay. one. That, that, could, that could be it. That but... might, might excuse him. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because it's not like she's shaving her face. Right. So yeah. what are you doing? That's her I, leg I guess, razor. Right, right. Just just an absolute wild... Like, And then, then he goes like, uh, oh, no, wait, Sherlock, you're here. Like, uh, I, I've heard a lot about you that you can you can tell a lot about someone. And like, sir, sir you gave away more by just saying that than like <laughs> him being able to look at you. We've learned your personality already. Yeah. Right, right. I was very glad because he came out and is like, underwear and like put on a shirt and then went to put on pants and i i was glad that they didn't make some joke about sherlock like knowing something about right right that outline or whatever yeah but he does say he's like oh yes well you know most people are just worried that i'll notice something that's worth you know mentioning Mm -hmm. and um he just goes watson seems adequately sexed he's got the most (laughs) sour expression on his face when he says it like like just just the most jealous like i don't know what he's trying to put forwards but like looks like he did the right number of sex to watson like this this is what i'm saying about like sex positive not working for him (laughs) yeah yeah i mean anything that he anytime he's positive about anything yeah it comes off as weird just deeply judgmental or (laughs) i mean because i think he's upset he's like disgruntled about something else so he's, it just his he's just like well it looks like your life is fine so that's yeah good. yeah he's, he's like so boy toy leaves uh-huh they start talking like this apartment is utterly pleasant it's the same life that anyone could have chosen but that's none of my business like yeah <laughs> literally like literally says that phrase it was amazing yeah yeah he's like when you said you wanted a life without me i didn't realize you wanted a regular life yeah it's like yeah she said that what yeah if anything maybe that's what he's sour about but but still. I think, yeah, I think that's what it was, but right. it's still just like, you got to make a fake smile when you say somebody is adequately sexed or right. <laughs> just looks weird. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, her her apartment is very much out of like Pinterest. Right. Or like some some lookbook from the you know, early mm-hmm. mid 20, 2010s. Yeah. So then they're, they're, you know, talking about what Sherlock is here for. Like, oh, did you did you not like the work that Kitty did? And she's like, oh, no, she did a great job. I just have some kind of more more broad concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like, that's the only reason you would invite me over is to mm-hmm. talk about Kitty to make and know that she wouldn't be there. Right. And yeah, Joan says, you know. Kitty needs help yeah. beyond what you're offering her. Like, she needs therapy. It's a cut to a, a pamphlet that's in, in Sherlock's hand for some sort of sexual violence support group. Yeah. And Sherlock is like, you know what? I think you're right. 
And this is good because kids need, you know, it can be really useful to have a, for a kid to have a mom and a dad. And then he yeah. says some sexist shit. Yeah, which, about like why? My, my, my facts and my logic and your emotional intelligence. And Yeah. yeah. He, well, because he even just starts to say kids can get stuff from a dad, like rational thought and, and logic. And mm-hmm. th- they can also get things from the mom. And Joan is like, I'm not I'm, her mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's not our kid. Right. My uh, grandmother once said that like, oh yeah, he's, he's trying. He's really, really trying. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying my patience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The man has like very modern understandings of like sex, mm. but his understandings of like i mean he's got a phrenology bust so like yeah like uh, how, what kind of predestination stuff does he still buy into <laughs> his understanding of gender has not evolved from the arthur conan doyle version <laughs> not particularly no so then we cut i think back to the brownstone mm-hmm. where uh, harlan's explaining what he's what he's found out from the notes that that byron took mm-hmm. which is not only that he was behind on the math mm-hmm so he couldn't have, like, he wouldn't have solved the problem that led him to Ike Wazowski <laughs> <laughs> because he was, like, a, a, a couple days behind. And also, his most recent math, he was doing a different problem with right. a different answer as the location. So this, location this was, pro- yeah, something, something that I wasn't quite straight in my head. So, like, the problem nine led to location 10, which was the factory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Lowenthal was working on problem eight and so got location nine and then was working on a different problem nine. Yeah. So I think he was doing, yeah, he was doing problem nine at the same time that Ike was doing problem nine. Mm-hmm. But he was behind a few days or a day or whatever. Because and the, so- clue t- the clue to problem nine resulted in different GPS coordinates, co- coordinates mm-hmm. from the one that Ike got. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, now it's clear in my head. So basically, he was on track to also discover Ike's body, except that he was going to be sent to a different location. Right. So he was not going to discover Ike's body. And Harlan finishes solving the problem mm-hmm. and has, has found the coordinates for the new location. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's and, like, and they're they're time stamped because the the notes that he took were very very meticulous and th- that's how mm-hmm. they figured out like when when they were working on what problem and what what part. Right. Yes. Yes. And he's like, here's the coordinates for that. Like, you're welcome for finding your suspect. And Sherlock's like, I don't think you've found my suspect. I think you found found a new crime scene. A new crime scene. Yeah, a new murder scene. And they go and again bring Harlan. Yeah. (laughs) And starts with a very close shot of a a man with a hole in his head. Yes, yes. But again, yeah, it's shot in the foot, the knee, then the head. Mm -hmm. But yeah, again, taking a civilian to a crime scene with an open... Like, there isn't even... A sheet covering this body. Nope. nope. Not, not even in a bag or anything. They're they're walking up to it and Harlan goes, okay, I think I'm going to not look yeah. at the body now. And everyone in the audience says, yes, me. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I also wouldn't want to do that. Right. Especially because like, this was going to be you, Harlan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they find, you know, this is, this is Byron Lowenthal. This is the guy. So they're like. Wait, so then how do you know that Lowenthal was the victim of the same killer and not the first killer? themselves mm-hmm. and and sherlock explains his logic which is that it's it's this weird convoluted situation of the phone number so mm-hmm. the the on location there's this um phone number and so when someone gets to the location texts the phone number that mm-hmm. means that they're at that location and so the killer knows 
that they're there. Right. Meaning that the killer is the person who organized the, the puzzle. Right. Because why wouldn't you, if it's a series of math problems, leave you to locations? Just put the problem at the location. Right. So the text is specifically to say, hello, I'm here like a sitting duck mm-hmm. at this location, this like, yeah. you know, out of the way place that no one would think to look. So the point is to lure these people out. He says, like, right. I think this isn't a game. It's a it's trap. It's a soft trap. Yeah. Yeah. And and they also go into the, the, the timing of it all where the Lowenthal found uh, the clue that he was working on before the news got out about Ike's body. Um, right. So, so the game designer would have had to know that the location was compromised. And so they, they gave a new clue to Lowenthal. Yes. Yes. So doubly proved that the person behind the, the game is also the person uh, behind the gun. Yes. Oh, behind the gun. Nice. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> so we go back to the brownstone. Mm-hmm. Harlan has just tried to throw up. And <laughs> he's like, I think, I think it's a false alarm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I've just spent the last couple of months like chase, like playing a game designed to kill me. I think mm-hmm. there's a metaphor in there. Like, that's there isn't a metaphor it's a moral and the moral is that games are for idiots yeah <laughs> so rude like right and he's like talking about the the reason that you know both both of these locations were compromised was because uh ike um was a was a big man like very mm-hmm. very heavy like barely fit into the the locker um right and, like couldn't be schlepped away right and and byron they, they were trying to like the, the person was was dragged mm-hmm. but I, I guess there was, you know, someone walking by that he 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 got spooked and just left him there. Yeah, Bell says there's a lot of homeless in the area, mm-hmm, so somebody mm-hmm. must have been, you know, just wandering by. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, so Harlan and Sherlock are kind of talking through this because they're like, someone is hunting down mathematicians, yeah. and like some sort of serial killer or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sherlock is like, oh yeah, maybe mathematicians bullied this kid in high school. Or maybe they. <laughs> mathematicians killed this person's parents right like, okay. yeah, he's like yeah, serial stupid. killers who devise death traps are the stuff of pulp fiction um mm-hmm. which which is very funny like, again that, that i'm pretty sure that the last episode i was on i talked about uh h.h H. holmes the killer in the white city he was, he was a guy that yeah it was it was in the context of chloroform um yes 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 this guy who devised a a murdered castle with all these like false walls and trap doors and stuff like like that's a guy that exists and again so does exist but i guess is you know remarkable and uh and obviously yeah there was a book written about it so i guess the stuff of pulp (laughs) reality i guess in this case yeah so he's like we're not we're not looking for somebody who just like hates mathematicians in general like somebody has a reason to be doing this like he describes it as like business-like like like the the Mm -hmm. the way that it was like foot then knee then pop right they weren't like trying to torture them for the sake of torturing them they were trying to get get something out of it right exactly yeah and then they get a call from joan and she's like we talked to this one mathematician who said that he's staying at his friend's paul's place and And paul knows who it is okay (laughs) who the fuck is paul yeah and they're like but paul knows just before that uh, harlan also said is it the government is it the you know finding people who can do like who who are good at math and might be dangerous for for national security. Mm-hmm. And and Sherlock is like, yeah, they probably would have gotten rid of the body better if it was yeah. the federal government. Like they're inept at a lot of things, but like but I think they a, could move two bodies. Right. But that was yeah. that, that was a cool bit of uh, of foreshadowing there. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so so they're going over to Paul's house. Wait, how is that foreshadowing? 
because of um, who Harlan is and what he what he knows, what the the secret identity stuff, where he's um, oh government secrets. He Snowden yes. did, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so they're going to Paul's house. We go to Paul. Well, we go to Paul's office. <laughs> his penthouse. Oh, his penthouse. Oh, so this mm-hmm. was just a big house. He's rich. I, okay. I assume like he's probably got like three floors in some high rise in in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, sorry about the guards. But- the, the guards are a bit much. <laughs> I just want people to feel safe. Yeah. People are hunting mathematicians out there. Right. This this guy who looks like uh, Jesse Eisenberg mm-hmm. c- comes out and like, yeah, yeah, get, math is, has been good to me you know, from the commodities. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, he's got great hair. He's wearing a suit. He doesn't look like a typical nerd. Right. But he loves math. And mm-hmm. so he's like, we know who the killer is. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. We, we know it's this anonymous guy. Mm-hmm. So this guy Mo Shellshocker. Mm-hmm. He pulls up this blog. Mm-hmm. This five thirty eight type deal. Yes. Where the guy like uses his blog to expose bad math, and and Harlan says he's you know a biased economist, uh, bad pollsters. He's kind of a crusader. He's kind of a, he's kind of a cool, sexy he's, guy. Actually. He's kind of a pimp, and he's got a big dick. I think from this <laughs> blog. As far as I can tell from reading the comments on this blog, he seems like everybody likes him and yeah. he's awesome. I can't believe the, some of the things that Harlan says about Moshele Jacques. Right, right. Amazing. Yeah, he's but, this but math he crusader. Has, yeah, competed in other similar kinds of games. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, we're trying, we're going through his math. We're trying to see if he has like a signature or something that will kind of identify him a little better. And they also, they say like, you know, the, the two guys that were killed had had arguments with Moe Shocker in the comments. Right. And he's like, a flame war does not a murderer make, but. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about some serious stuff. I mean, I, I paused at that mm-hmm. moment, actually. And one of them was like, oh, that's big talk coming from a guy who faked his dissertation. Like, I wonder <laughs> if your bosses would like to hear about that damn like that that's like an actual solid you know accusation in terms of yeah like that'll you know lose your degree lose your shit yeah Yeah. that's and then of course the other one replies i will obliterate you (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck did you just say about me you little bitch i have you now (laughs) i'm trained in guerrilla warfare right yes yeah you're Um, dead kid (laughs) (laughs) so they're Paul is like, we're just going to keep, you know, keep looking for him and we'll tell him, tell you if we find anything. Yeah. And like Harlan's like sips his water and Sherlock looks suspiciously at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like eyeball emoji. Right. Harlan's right. like eyeball emoji, sweat emoji. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to leave and uh, Harlan's like, well, you have fun with this mystery. I'm being hunted. Well, well so, so Sherlock says, hey, why why didn't you stay? That seems incredibly up your alley to to see, you know, who this who this no shell shocker guy mystery. is. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, Mo's a genius, uh, but he's not a he's not a killer. And apparently, if people are going after uh, mathematicians, uh, I'm gonna skip town for a bit. He's like, he's a genius. He's brilliant. He's like- Leibniz and Euler and Gauss all in the same guy. <laughs> and I heard he has a six pack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then. Sherlock is like, okay, have fun leaving town, except no, you aren't going to do that because I know that you're Mo Shellshocker. Mm-hmm. And Harlan's like, uh, what? Yulp. <laughs> yeah. Yulp. So they go to uh, Brownstone and he's like, how did you know it was me? And he's like, you think I wouldn't recognize a anagram for my own name? Yeah. He's like, I never thought you'd see it. Math is my thing. <laughs> Sherlock's like, it's my name. That makes it my thing. <laughs> right. Right. 
my name. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, it was an homage to you. Right, you know, right. I thought you would love it. Mm -hmm. And like, it kind of like explains why he uses, um, like we use Sherlock's name in, in that homage sense of like math is used to, to trick people. It can be abused. So I decided to, to do something about it. Mm -hmm. You catch people who murder other people. I catch people who murder math. Mm -hmm. Which is a very emotional shocker thing to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> who murder math i mean right. you know right you don't have to put it that way and then he's like why did you fire me well well so first he's like the dod was working on this new plane and they knew that the performance stats were garbage and so i did a snowden i snowden a little bit i snowden a little bit which which works out with the timeline because uh that was in early 2013 and this episode went live in uh, 2014 in november 2014 so mm. so they they definitely are referencing that event for sure yeah moshel shocker is wanted by the fbi right which is you know why why you jumped there earlier probably mm. like what is is the fbi trying to murder mathematicians is this right yeah 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 and then he brings up that he's been fired uh, you fired me and uh, sherlock is like i think we could use some tea and kitty's like yes i'm out of here <laughs> i would love to leave this room actually <laughs> right. what, what was it was it the math that i did that was that was bad what math did i do wrong what problem couldn't i solve this was is... it the, the problem of love <laughs> i'll give you a math problem for you right one consulting detective plus one irregular this scene is so sad because yeah, Sherlock is so... Like, he he's did not expect to have this conversation in that moment and so had to, has to, like, hasn't constructed a well-phrased, kind argument about it. Well, I think he, I think he also genuinely doesn't understand what has happened here. Right, right. Because he's like, yeah, you were like, you were going way outside of our contract. Like, you were being really needy. Yeah, like, you, you invited me to a party, for God's sakes. You were asking me for social advice? Yeah. Like, like what he, does that have to do with you being a consultant for me? And yeah, Helen was like... You were my friend. You were my friend, yeah. Sherlock's like... Um, I was uh, your employer. <laughs> no. Yeah. People who work together can't be friends. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to call Joan and tell her about this. Yeah. Because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. And he's like, if for years and years I thought I was like, you know, I, I had trouble socially because people, you know, I, I come on strong or whatever. And, uh, yeah. you know, if, if someone like you thinks that I'm a loser, ooh. And then he, you know, leaves the room and leaves Sherlock looking confused. Yeah, he's like, you know, I, I was like so obsessed with my, you know, with math that I was worried I was never, you know. But then you're so obsessed with being a detective. I mm -hmm. thought, okay, if this guy can do it, then I, I don't need to be ashamed of who I am either. But if you're ashamed of who I am. Right. Damn. Yeah. yeah it's rough. Mm-hmm. So then. Yeah. Sherlock is sitting in front of a computer and apparently Joan is on the other side of that computer, mm -hmm. um, doing what we are now, mm -hmm. talk, talking about the, the situation and complaining about video chat delay. <laughs> yes. Like, ju yes. just you wait till 2020, Sherlock. Mm -hmm. You'll get your I, full dose of that. I really appreciate that this is, like, this is before Zoom mm -hmm. and Skype, like, really became, like, I mean, Zoom is the thing, right, right. in, like, media now that's, like, really everywhere because mm -hmm. everyone's doing it. And because Microsoft owns it and probably sponsors use of Skype probably back at the time, but like Zoom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I really appreciate that they are not using like the actual laptop cameras at all. Like mm -hmm. this is this is still fake video chat where Joan has She's like got an incredible studio lighting. Like, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, great webcam, like perfect softbox situation. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's got her DSLR somehow mm-hmm. connected to her computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she looks great. And they're they're just talking about the case. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really come up with anything. Well, yeah, you know, talking about how like, oh, so he tortured both of the victims, but it wasn't like he wanted something. He wasn't, you know, for the sake of the torture. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe there's something that we haven't spotted between Ike Wazowski and uh, Lowenthal and... Mm-hmm. Like the framework of the of the game, you know, is yeah. is inherently like based on on luck and chance. Like you can't predict who uh, solves the problems and gets to the the portals first. Right. Like if th- this wouldn't be a good this wouldn't be a good way to trap like Ike Wazowski specifically. Right. Because who who knows if he was the the particular guy to solve the problem first. Right. So yeah. So this person is like on a hunt of their own. Right. Like were they stealing clues from the victims as they discovered them or yeah. Mm. Yeah. So then Kitty comes home with a bag of takeaway Mm -hmm. and we get another clue about the setup of the brownstone. Mm -hmm. She's walked into the living room and she sees that Joan is on the computer with Sherlock and she says, I'll set up downstairs for the kitchen is downstairs from the living room. Mystery solved. Notes. Yeah. No, mystery is not Wait. solved. There's a lot of mysteries about how this <laughs> apartment is set up. Right. Like the kitchen is, I guess, out at ground level because there's like a couple of steps up to the the like main first floor. Mm-hmm. So the kitchen is kind of like a garden level kitchen. Mm-hmm. In That's, the back. And then there's the... That seems like a weird, a weird place to put a stove. Like <laughs> if you accidentally burn something, the whole house is going to be smelling that and also if there's you know a fire or whatever it's hard to get into a basement weird 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 choices there i don't know that it's the basement i think it's the it's the first floor so i think it's the the floor that you enter when you go up the stairs mm-hmm. into the brownstone i mm-hmm. think you there's the stairs in front of you and then to the right is the like sitting room mm-hmm. and then something and then the kitchen and that's at like seven or eight feet above ground level but like ostensibly at ground level and so the, then the floor underneath is like a garden level yeah um so like there's windows and stuff but and i i this doesn't I this doesn't matter i've just looked at you know apartments and renting the more information stuff. i get about it the more i think i know and the less i know <laughs> right, right shaking my damn head yeah so then sherlock is like yeah i'm gonna gonna try this promoting therapy one one more time mm-hmm he he goes downstairs and he's like, Kitty, I think that you should go to group therapy. Mm-hmm. I think and this she's like, decision not okay. to seek the mistake, the, the help is a mistake. And she's like, okay, bet. <laughs> she's like, okay, tell me where it is. I'll go. Yeah. He's like, wow, I'm so good at persuading. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he uses a terrible analogy of it too. Like, I've benefited from, from similar settings. It's not unlike voiding one's bowels. Cool. Yeah. Of course, great. he has to say it like that. He's like, yeah. I am better than everyone there, and that's just. But it's really useful still. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then she says, "You know, I think you should look. You know, I've been thinking about Harlan, and he's like, you can't. You you got to manage these people. You don't understand. Like when you get your own irregulars, these are people that you really, you know, their keys on the keyboard, and we're the typists. Okay. We can't like. You got to keep the distance. Got to keep your distance. Yeah. And she's like, I wasn't saying you should be friends with him. I just think you should look at his stuff because some of it's pretty good. You know, maybe he is a typist. Oh. Right, right. And then we cut back to the the penthouse where uh, Paul gets a call. Paul gets a call. Classic Paul call. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Yeah, I know who. I know who this uh, 
Mo shell shock a guy is. <laughs> the subtitles um, say in American accent. Yeah, yeah. I heard you were looking for this uh, Mo shell shocker guy. It's, huh? it's very much in American accent. It, hey, it worked until they cut back to to Sherlock. I absolutely did not know who the I only that knew was. it was Sherlock because the subtitles said in American accent, right? Which right, they don't specify yeah. for anybody else. Yeah, I guess I didn't have the, the subtitles on them, but that would have that would have <laughs> yeah. revealed it. Yeah, cuts back to Sherlock and he says, Mo Shellshocker is Harlan Emple. Let me tell you his address. And Paul's mm-hmm. like, Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, and then it's an ad break. And now we get a bit of a Harlan room reveal. Yes, Harlan room reveal. So Harlan is like coming back from running errands or whatever, and he's like, Sherlock, I told you to stop calling me. And he's like, can I come in? I actually, I actually came to spare you an agonizing death. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, they're, huh? yeah, they're inside and he's explaining, you know, what did the killer want? And, you know, Watson, quite by accident, like made this good analogy. It was like he was on a hunt mm-hmm. of his own. Yeah. So the person who set up the game was looking for someone who was a brilliant mathematician and who loved puzzle games. And who kept his identity secret. And may- maybe he was a crusader of yeah. sorts. Yeah. So the, the killer is somebody who had a grudge against Mo Shocker, And he mm-hmm. looked... At like previous blog entries that he had made and found, he had made this thing exposing yeah flaws in lottery games mm-hmm. where you can predict the winners of certain types of uh, scratch cards eighty percent yeah because the there's like numbers printed on the outside and then you scratch something and there's numbers inside and like the numbers are if you look there's Somewhat some pattern in the, yeah yeah right. He's like, yeah, I guess if you had figured that out before Mo Shocker did, you could have made millions. Harlan goes, yeah, but th- that's cheating. Yeah, he's like, if you, you know, you could, you figured this out and you could either expose it or you could exploit it. Yeah, and Harlan's mm-hmm. like, that, but that's cheating. Why would I do that? And he's like, okay, but pick, imagine that you're someone less scrupulous than Who you. Who doesn't have a, yeah, moral code, yeah. So, you know, if you're somebody that's already been doing this with the lottery cards and Moshel Shocker exposes you, you would want to kill that person maybe if you're already you know an unscrupulous lottery cheater and if you're good enough to figure this out before mo did and exposed it then you can also design a hunt like this mm-hmm. so he knows the killer knows that mo shocker likes these puzzle games and then every time they mm-hmm. find every time somebody you know gets lured into this trap they're the killer is most likely you know trying to make them admit that they're mo shocker by like making them log mm-hmm. into his you know, website or whatever, shooting them in the foot if they can't do it the first time, shooting them in the knee if they can't do it the second time, and then shooting them in the head if they can't, you know, get it finally. Right. And they only started doing this, like, at a certain point, I guess, like, which makes sense to me in terms, you know, if there's this puzzle or whatever, and then there's a lot of people that that try competing for it, and then there's this, the next clue, and the next, you know, you you weed people out over time. So only the people who are, like, on stage 10 are candidates for being Right, right, because, yeah, you want to get only the best of the best. Only the people that actually could have been Moe Shocker. And Sherlock says the names of the... Yeah, once the the person knew that the investigation was um underway the police investigation was underway then he, he might want to you know trick a group of his peers into helping search for an alternative means for identifying mm-hmm. him such as saying mo shocker was the killer right right mm-hmm. but lottery winners are public records so uh you can just find out who won a lot of that kind of scratch card before Mo Shocker published this. It was Paul. It was, it was Paul the whole who time. Who could have known? The guy who made a bunch of money off of math. Guys yeah. who 
take a passion and make a bunch of money off of it in TV shows mm-hmm. are never evil. This is so surprising. No, shocking. Absolutely, absolutely perplexing that that could have ever the been the The killer case. was the capitalist? What? Right. And then he says, yeah, so I called Paul and gave him your address. And Harlan's like, you what? Yeah. And, and intercut through this the whole time have been, you know, a big fancy Mercedes pulling up mm-hmm. outside, a guy putting a gun into his belt. You, like, you, it, it's... Uh, Calmly the walking same. up to the building into... Yeah, and it's this, the same, like, establishing shot of the same pole with the same, uh, like, poster mm-hmm. on it. So, like, like he's in the same place. He's in, he's in the, Harlan's building. Uh, the same place that, that Sherlock was in at the, the, at the mm-hmm. beginning of the scene. And just as he gets to the door and opens it, yeah. Sherlock's like... Sherlock's like, yeah, it was a yeah. different apartment number. And uh, you see all... Also, like, lured lure him out like yeah, an hour You see all the cops, like, pop out of the different, you know, like, hiding places that they're in. Yeah, and he's like, he was arrested a little over an hour ago. I was trying to call you, but yeah. you weren't answering my you phone. You were uh, ignoring yeah. me. Yeah. 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 So we got him. And then Harlan's like, wait, wait, but, like, he's going to tell the FBI that I'm Mo Shellshocker. Um, he's like, no, I, I just told the NYPD that I, I was lying to, to Paul to lure him out of mm-hmm. out of hiding. Your, your secret is safe with me. As for the FBI, he's got some friends who can make it look like it was this, like, cyber terrorist cyber that he terrorist. discovered yeah. recently. Yeah. I, I love that he when, just... When he was working in the UK. Yeah. He just has this, like, trove of, like, bad guys that you can pin stuff on <laughs> that he's, like, mm-hmm. found recently. Yeah, I guess maybe this guy was doing, like, Bitcoin scams where, where you know, lo- locking people out of their accounts and, <laughs> and you know, for, for ransom. So, like, hasn't killed anyone. But, right. like, you know, if, if you actually, if you need to pin it on someone, you, you got this mm-hmm. uh, spare guy with no morals that you can you can jail or, or uh, set, set the yeah. FBI after. And also his raps are really bad, so... It, he mm-hmm, doesn't deserve mm-hmm. the $3.4 billion in Bitcoin that he's stolen. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've seen that, right? I'm not sure. There's a extremely cringy... I don't know if I'm going to be able to like find it quickly, mm-hmm. but there's this like pair, this like couple that stole, like scammed people or stole... Oh, like, yeah, the TikTok yes, lady. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, God. I, I buried that. This lady who like got a bunch of money from scamming Bitcoin and just made th- just the whitest TikTok raps yes. that you could ever have yes. imagined. Yes, yes, yes. Bitcoin billionaire rapper busted after FBI seized her $3.9 billion fortune. The crypto yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Razzlecon yeah. and her... Her raps God. are horrendous. Just, just, I, I think that I watched maybe two seconds of a clip and there's, oh, okay, the rest is like this. Yeah. I can't, I can't tolerate yeah. this. Awful. Yeah. So she deserves it. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so that's the main mystery solved. We freaking yeah. got him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, I didn't want to out you. He goes, I, I have little doubt that I will need your help in the future. Your work is excellent. Yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah. Okay. Harlan makes that like, oh, like little smile. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. cute. This actor is in a TV show that's on Netflix called In the Dark. And he plays okay. a cop who's like well i don't want to like spoil anything he's very he's Mm -hmm. he's like very integrated into the plot in like an interesting way Mm -hmm. and he has this like really complex character and i feel like i've only seen this actor play this like harlan empel type of guy before of like he was on Mad Men too where he was like a nerdy 
you know, copywriter or whatever. I was going to say, like, like is, is this character completely against type or no, definitely no, the, type? No, yeah, so the, the cop character is is definitely different. Like, it's it's a uh-huh. much, like, bigger role. And, like, he's, like, he's a dad, so he's, like, still a little nerdy and, like, yuck. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he's also, like, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's it's cool to see this, like, other um, side of this character, uh, of this actor. Mm-hmm. But Harlan Impel is definitely the first side. Just- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the main side, and then you can get the the sub sides, you know, <laughs> with with time and episode length. Yeah. But if you if you're just an irregular, yeah, then you get this. Yeah. So yeah, so now it's time to wrap up the side plot. Mm-hmm. So first of all, Joan explains the resolution of the the case that Kitty was helping her with. So first of mm-hmm. all, this is not important, but obviously it stuck out to me. She's like mm-hmm. the woman that this guy was meeting with. Her name was mm-hmm. Valerie Cork. Yes, like, yep. that's my name and the word Cork. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo pointing yeah, at the screen. Yeah, exactly. And she explains huh? that the thing in the big crate that they brought into that building was this like laser scanning fluorescent spectrometry yes, machine. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Also, yeah, I, I just it was a cool phrase, so I wrote it down. Yeah. And Kitty's like, oh yeah, it's the thing that they use to see if a painting has another painting underneath it. And yep. Joan says um, that when the building was owned... By the WPA in the 30s, mm-hmm. they leased the building to, to artists and commissioned a mural in it. By a, a known by communist. A notorious communist. A notorious communist. Oh yeah, is this... Diego Rivera mural and it's like oh it's that one okay yeah, yeah. I, I know who that yeah, is yeah like so in the 50 yeah in the 50s it was covered up because communism is bad right and then yeah it turned out to be Diego Rivera was the notorious right. communist so the meat the I, I took a um, road trip recently to, to Michigan and um, there's a museum I believe it's the, the Michigan Museum of Contemporary Art mm-hmm. that has a bunch of murals that he, he painted and there was like huge controversy when they were first revealed to the Detroit Institute of Arts mm. yeah there's the, this huge controversy about it because like he, a he's a communist mm. and b the the exhibit itself is like pretty collectivist um, there's stuff about like the Detroit you know industry and, and all of this focus on the the workers and machinists who are doing mm-hmm. it and, you know the focus on the 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 different sides of industry like um warplanes but also there's peacetime planes and you know you can use science for death yeah it's really good murals and i if you're ever in uh Detroit, I highly recommend uh, visiting it, but it's like, oh, I, I've seen this guy's art. It rules. <laughs> nice. Yeah, very cool. But so if they discover that this building has a Diego Rivera on it, then it's going to have to be put into a historical trust. And so you're not going to make any any money off of the PI work? Well, I mean, he was so the guy was intending to buy the building because it's worth like 10 times as much because of this mural. Right. But Joan right, right. is going to leak the information so that it becomes a mm-hmm. publicly owned building instead of, yeah, instead of this one guy right. owning a, you know, Diego Rivera mural. Right. Yeah. So right. Joan says, so I wasn't going to make any money off of this because my client can't do anything with that information. So unfortunately, your cut is also zero dollars. And Kitty's like, okay. Yeah, works for me. <laughs> I yeah. just like that. She still has this like sense of justice, even if she's, you know, a little punky yeah like evidence that she's in it for the right reasons and yeah uh, sherlock training and then she's like also i wanted you to know i'm going to a meeting later this is one of those support groups for uh people people like like me me. yeah which is you know kind of a development because she's in the past been like this isn't like part of me it's just like something that happened to me in the past like whatever right right she's like Like she's this this is something that happened and i'm over it now Mm. 
But like, even if she's, you know, doing it for disingenuous reasons, like she's still, you know, this is something that, that is deeply challenging and, mm-hmm. and life-changing that, that happened to me. And so, yeah. 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 And she says, you know, I still think that they're bollocks, but they're important to you. So, you know, I can't just be learning from Sherlock. I need to be learning from you also. And yeah. Sure, Sherlock can't do it on his own. Uh, so I need to be as good of a, a partner to him as possible. Mm-hmm. And to, to learn how to do that, I need to have a good relationship with you. And so important to you, I'll go. Yeah. We see, you know, a little clip of them. Oh, she and then she says, very vulnerable. She's she's like, so what do you say, mm-hmm. Watson? Will you help me? Come with me? Yeah. yeah. Big step. Yeah. I ask you for help. Yeah. So they, they go to the meeting and, you know, we just hear, you know, a, a snippet of somebody being like, you know, I, after all this time, I at, feel like I'm actually doing really well. And at a certain point, I stopped being a victim and became a survivor yeah. um, as, as they you know, pan across the various members of the support group. There is hope. Yeah. And, and I, you know, Kitty's body language is very closed off. Like she's sitting like slumped back, arms crossed, but her face is like, uh, she's, this is moving to her. Yeah. Uh, and she's, she's actually, you know doing the work and buying in in this, yeah, in this moment. Yeah, that's awesome. Go, yeah. Joan, for sticking up Go. for Kitty and making her do this. Thing that's probably yeah. good for her. I mean, yeah. Sherlock, also, in that scene, Sherlock also says, like, you know that we can't force her to go because you can't, nobody can change right. unless they want to. Um, right, Yeah, so right. this is a great... So she, she wants at least to put in the effort to make it seem like she's putting in the effort. Yeah. Whether or not she wants to change at this point or, or whether she'll come to right. that eventually. Yeah, and I think yeah. she also probably like doesn't want to say that you know group could. She thinks group could maybe help her. She wants to just be like, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I'm I'm cooler than this, I, obviously. But if you're twisting my arm into having to do this, then fine, right, I'll do it. Yeah, good episode. Good in episode. My opinion. So yeah. OP has a Discord. The Discord is called OP, and you can join if you want to by going to the description of the episode, and at the bottom there's a link that says join our Discord. And so I asked for some questions. It's a great time. You can see pic- you know, emojis of Sherlock's face. Sher- and also Sherlock's Lucy face, Lou's. Lucy Liu's face. You can see a little screen cap of Belle being small. And- Belle Pequeno. <laughs> yes, Belle Pequeno. Belle Pequeno. So I asked people in the Discord if they had any questions for us about math this week. Janos's question, previous guest, future guest, Janos, says, what are your favorite and least favorite numbers? The obvious answers are 69 and 420 mm-hmm. um, as favorites. I'm also a favorite, a fan of 18. Okay. There's this this number system in Hebrew where, where each, or each letter has a value associated with it, so... You know, A is one, B is two. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes goes up to I think four hundred is the the highest one because it goes goes by tens once you reach ten, oh. and then and then a hundreds once you reach a uh, hundred. And uh, the the word life is is equivalent to to the number eighteen. So oh. so that's a nice one. That's cute. I should figure out the gematria for, yeah. for my name. And that that that'd be a, another good one. I can't do it in my head. I don't know it know it by heart <laughs> enough. I think Belfigur's prime is my new favorite number because. I love the idea of it's an evil number. So the word for it is the upside down pie symbol. Yeah, yeah. Upside down pie was was pretty great. Like, it's like the upside down cross, but for math. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. My least favorite number. I don't I don't have one. Do you want to hear a, a stupid joke I thought of, though? Least Do favorite tell, number yeah. is two, because that's a pretty shitty number. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, yeah. What's a bad number? What's a what is a uh, got nothing. Yeah. Number numbers are cool. Yeah, like it's it's all it's all about context. 60, numbers can be 68, pretty cool. Sixty-eight, 
four hundred and twenty one. Yeah, that, that one's no those ones are a boring. little Yeah. Yeah. They're they're so close. They could be just just with a little tweaking. Just a little workshop. Exactly. Exactly. Fibonacci, the well, I think it's like two point six or something like that. The the ratio Fibonacci's ratio is a, another cool one. I thought um, it was one point seven. What am I? Oh, that's the golden you, ratio. You you might be you're, you're right you're right. What am I uh, am I thinking of? Someone will correct me when that episode goes live about what, what number I was thinking of. <laughs> might, might be E. Might be it e. might be E. Yes, it might be E. The next question we get was from Silver and Witch in the Discord. I believe this is demo. Um, if you don't mm-hmm. go by demo anymore, then Silver and Witch. Their question is: What branch of math is the sexiest? Calculus is pretty sexy with yeah. all the curves. Call me a tangent. Would love to mm-hmm. lie, lie adjacent, adjacent to, those. to the, them curves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, it's more like an asymptote. Oh. You can get close, but getting, you can never touch. Getting closer touch. and closer. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, that's the second time in like two weeks I've made that joke. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> I don't know many branches of math, so I'd like, what's, I'd like Wikipedia, what are branches of math? <laughs> what's the branch of math that's about how many surfaces something has? You know, like topology. topology. Yeah, because it's got all those curves and holes and stuff. Yeah, like, you can flip a sphere inside ooh. out if you want to. I don't think you can. <laughs> you can't. There, there's a video about how how you can do it without like pinching in huh it's it's yeah it's really like it's the the premise is if you can move faces of the sphere through each other but you can't like make a sharp edge i'll i'll find the find the video and post that one why would you Uh, be able to move a face between us i don't get math sometimes the stuff that math is like obviously you're allowed to do that but you're not allowed to do Mm -hmm. this other thing it's like why why am i not allowed like huh just because you said the rules were this way rather than a certain slightly and it's different like, way. Well, if we do six hours of math, I can show you why. It's like okay, well, right. okay, yeah, fine. okay. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I'll just believe you. This guy I've posted the the link in the Hug in the Discord. Me. Interesting. So if you want to see what video I posted, uh, mm-hmm. well, you just read the title. Uh, well, if you want to, I'll bleep it. If you if you want to hear what I said underneath the bleep for the this. <laughs> This video, to see the man. video, go to our Discord. Guest of the show, friend of the show, Gigalithic says, what branch of math is the least sexy? Uh. The math that Drake was doing when he said, what's the square root of 69, eight something. Yeah, yeah, we, the, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> that's that's not great. Least sexy. It's true. That is correct, though. I do like that about that. Yeah, is that it's correct. It that actually does sound like accurate yeah. math, like eight and a bit. Um, it's, yeah, it's eight point three zero seven seven whatever. Yeah, it's really it's like a tie for first between all yeah. of them that aren't topology. <laughs> yeah, like if you're if you're not teaching them well, then what you know, pre-calc, who cares? right? Yeah, that that's the least sexy branch. Because I'm sure that there are mathematicians listening to this going, that's not a branch. Right. That's just that's a just class. That's just a topic. It's a high school class. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Because we have not even well a branch. And yet we have to know about it. Rip. Yeah. Rip to us all. I also said that Giga was a friend of the show. Everybody that asked a question today is a friend of the show. I just... Anyway. Um, friend, friend, friend on the show? Well, you know. Janusz Janusz too, is also yeah. on the show. That's it. That's all I got for for today. Um, you can I think that's episode. Yeah, you can find us in the Discord. You can find the show on Twitter as well. Elemento P Cast on Twitter. 
shout out also to Jay, one of the newest members of the Discord, who mm. um, I commissioned to edit last week's episode. And this one. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. Or like the last episode that came out. So without them, episode probably would never come out. Uh, <laughs> nice. Just, it, it, sometimes it just gets some, stuck in yeah, the queue. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it'd be So like thank that. you, new friend of the show. Round of applause. I'm doing the sign language type with hands waving above very my head, smart. so I don't ruin the microphone. Very smart, very smart, yeah. Make, make mm-hmm. life harder for you, or them. Or them, <laughs> yeah, who knows. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for being on. It has been my pleasure, oh, as always. Me too. As, we, as I say at the end of every episode, this marble will keep on rolling. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. She's watching the detectives. Ooh, it's so cute.